Holly G with the Golf Insiders. I'm sitting with the big dog himself, not to be confused with the big cat, Bob Herrick from SportsIllustrated.com. We are in Albany, in the Bahamas, for the Hero World Championship. And Bob, when Tiger speaks, the golf world not only listens, but I think stops in their tracks. And we got some news as soon as we arrived here that he would no longer be playing because of plantar fasciitis. Right. And most runners out there have probably experienced this. I have. It is extremely painful. It's like walking on pins in your heel. And uh, you could tell yesterday Tiger was pretty disappointed not to be playing. Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal for him to play in his own events um, because it brings more eyeballs. And part of his mission is to you know, build up the brand of his foundation. And these events that he that he hosts do that. And when he doesn't play, there's going to be less interest um, and less opportunity to do that. So you know that that this isn't some you know kind of oh I, I just don't feel like playing because it's important that he plays and. Uh, you know, even in years that, that he was hurting, when you would have thought this would be a place he'd skip, he didn't. So I think it suggests that it's not a great situation if he can't play. And as you said, it's very painful. He said, the only thing I can do is rest. Now, how much rest does he need? He's, it sounds like Tiger can hit the ball just fine, but it's getting to the ball that's the issue. Yeah, let's talk about that because there were some questions of, you know, would he use a cart? And, of course, this is a PGA Tour event, so carts are not allowed. Now, the PNC in Orlando, that's a champion-sanctioned event, right? Right. So carts are allowed. And he said when he was home, he was shooting four, five, six under playing in a cart. Right. It just shows you the difference in the physical stamina it takes to play and walk. Yeah, I mean, especially in his case, you know, and and if he wanted to ride a cart on the PJ Tour, I mean, it's possible that they would grant it. He does he apply under the ADA? That's the guideline that the tour goes by. That going all all the way back to Casey Martin, who won his riders, and who Tiger actually was on the other side of that. Back then, Tiger didn't think anybody should get a cart. The, the feeling was it was going to open the floodgates to everybody wanting a cart. But the way that decision, I, I, I sort of encourage anybody to go back and read about it. The way that that decision was written made it very, very narrow. You were only going to get a golf cart if you qualified under the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act. You had to prove you had a disability. I mean, Casey Martin was born with a genital defect. He clearly had a disability. In fact, his leg has since, or that part of his leg has since been amputated. Um, most people, after the fact, recognize Casey Martin was not getting an advantage with the cart. Would Tiger? Of course he would. But the, the bottom line is, is he can't even get to the ball right now. I can only imagine the firestorm if he were to be getting a cart. And I think that's part of it. Also, you know, Tiger just believes walking is integral. And thirdly, look, he would have to submit medical records that would have to be reviewed by an independent counsel that the PGA Tour uses to make these decisions. They get a couple of 
cases every year, people asking for a card. And um, so my guess is even though medical things like that are confidential and that board would never share it, Tiger doesn't want anybody else seeing that stuff. Only people in his circle get to see that. He, he let out that he had, he's had two, two, surgeries. Surgeries, two surgeries this year. We know nothing about them. He won't talk about it. You think he wants somebody that's not in his group to see all that's gone on with his leg? And that's what he'd have to give. So there's a lot to that. And, um, you know, I, I completely understand his feeling on it. Well, one thing that was loud and clear was that Tiger still loves to compete. We saw that passion yeah. yesterday, right? And someone asked him, you know, about the Open at St. Andrews, and he said, I wanted to win the damn thing. You know, I think he, we all knew, I think he was really peaking in, in a yeah. good place. And then he said, something happened to the leg. This is the unknown yeah. that he's constantly dealing with. But then he was asked, would he play in eight years? And I thought this was a very interesting thing he said. I don't know what the leg is going to look like. Obviously, that's a long way off in Tiger's world right now. But then he said, hopefully, it's still attached. Yeah. I was hoping he was being self-deprecating there. I was I was hoping it was just sort of an offhanded comment. Because, um, you know, obviously, we don't know for sure. I mean, that was a very ominous thing to say otherwise. Um, he did say a few things that made you wonder, like, you know, he said, ah, oh, you know, the PNC will be no big pro no problem, you know, uh, Charlie will hit all the shots, and I'll just go pick the ball out of the hole. I mean, so he was, there were, he had moments of levity there, sort of hoping that's what he was, the road he was going down there. Also, I, I wonder if he knows something that we don't know. Like, the Open has not been decided that far out. Like, there's nothing to say that it won't be played there in 2028 or 2027. I think it's only decided through 26. So, um, you know, I'd be surprised if the RNA waited eight years. But maybe he's been told something. So he seems to have it in his head that it's 2030 for the next Open at St. Andrews. So, But, no, he's, he's unbelievably competitive still. I think what we saw from him this year showed that. You know, the, the desire, the want to. He the, thought he was just going to play one major, which right. was... The right. British Open, right. the Open Championship, and then, yeah. you know, three was a plus in his world. Absolutely, and I mean, you know, what he did was in, in a way just as remarkable as, as any of his wins. I mean, in, in a different sort of way, just the fact that he got out there, competed, made a cut, made two cuts, actually, um, withdrew for the final round of the PGA. Um, so, you know, and, and he, you know, he threw it out there again. My schedule is going to be limited. I want to play the majors and maybe one or two more. You know, that doesn't leave us a lot. You know? and, and now this latest setback makes you wonder, will he play anything before the Masters? It also makes me wonder, I don't think we probably would have thought of this pre-accident, Tiger, but if he would actually welcome playing on the senior tour and the fact that he would then be able to continue competing using a car. I think there's, I think there's probably more possibility of that now than we would have ever thought um, you know uh, I think Tiger can play golf out of a golf cart seems like he can do that uh, back willing uh, to a pretty high level and fairly often um, and 
I think it's really hard to squelch that competitive thirst. And if you have a place to do it, why wouldn't you do it? And, you know, Tiger has a lot of commercial interests, too, that it does him a lot of good to be on TV. Where else are you going to get that kind of exposure but playing, you know, on, on the PJ Tour or playing, playing on, on the Champions Tour? You know, there's only so many of these matches that they can have. And, frankly, I think pe- people get tired of those. You know, I, I, doing it once in a while like they're doing is really cool. But, you know, if you do too much of that, it's, it's going to lose its effectiveness. So playing, playing competitive golf is, is, is the avenue. Speaking of competitive golf, uh, lots of questions about the year we've just been through and, of course, specifically live golf and um, where Tiger stands. And he was, uh, he pulled no punches. Greg has to go. Yeah. That surprised you? No, I mean, that seems to be the talking point with the tour. Um, in a way, it's understandable. They, they sort of feel that that he, um, he's been an antagonist for, for longer than the live thing. And I think there's this lack of trust uh, with Greg involved. I mean, I guess my counter to that would be is, all right, if he's out of the picture, how do you expect it to change? They still have their plan that he did not implement. He is just executing. Yeah, there are two pieces of this. There's Greg and there's what they keep saying, the leadership. Right. I mean, you know, the leadership, I think they view the leadership as Greg, but there's other people that they probably don't even know who they are. There's a couple of leaders which live that have nothing to do with, with golf before. Um, you know, and obviously the Saudi leadership, they, they're somewhat hands-off, but they're there, you know, and so they could be referring to that. I mean, that's sort of my question. Okay, if you move Norman aside, what does it change? It changes the animosity that, that there is between the, the entities, but the concept doesn't change. All of a sudden, Liv isn't going to go, okay, well, yeah, well, we'll do whatever you want. They've launched. They feel like they're, they've been a success. They've gotten a number of good players. They're probably going to get a few more. And um, and there's a lawsuit. Right. Well, and, you know, he said that has to go away. And I get that that probably has to be resolved somehow. Like, you could talk about it or, you know, maybe, you know, people have said you can still negotiate while, while a lawsuit's going on. That's true, you know. But I think... I think the overall thing is, is that has to be resolved. You know, that's that's the point. We we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to get into serious discussions if we're being sued. So he also said that window is closing because Augusta is right around the corner. The whole thing with the PGA Tour and Live doesn't have to be resolved by the Masters. I don't think. I mean, to be honest, I would. It's a lot think, to unwind. I would think it would play out for a longer period of time than that. You know, because Norman's not going anywhere. They're not going to bounce him. They're not going to embarrass him. For for all I've learned, you know, they're they're happy with what he's done. They're really? happy. He's taken the shots. He's taken you know he's taken the shots for them. Um, they don't necessarily disagree with some of the things that he said. Yeah, he he didn't help their cause with some of the Saudi related things, but you know, for the most part, I think they're happy with Norman. I mean, he helped get them off the ground. He gave them legitimacy, um, and they're not going to do anything outward that embarrasses him. 
So, and you know, he's getting paid a lot of money for, I'm sure, more than a year. I'm sure his deals for several years. Um, I would think that, that that is not happening anytime soon. And so if the tour is content to not talk to them with him there, then they're not going to get together anytime soon. Well, Tiger, again, repeated, as I think most um, proponents and supporters of the PGA Tour and who have come up in that ecosystem, as they like to say now, um, said it's about legacy. And he, you know, continues to speak about that and say, you know, you want to compare yourself to Hogan, Sneed, Nicholas, you can't do that on Liv. It's, a, it's an excellent point. I mean, are we keeping track yet of how many Liv events guys have won? I mean, it really takes time for that history to build, and it's probably not going to happen in our lifetimes if Liv exists that long. You know, the tour is where the history has been made. It's, it's where we judge. So he has a point there. Um, I guess my counter to that, I always try to look for the other side, mm -hmm. is that there's probably 10, 15, 20 guys at the most who care about legacy. You know, I mean, for the rest, it's, it's their job, you know, and it's their livelihood. And whether they win five times or 12 times in their career is nice, the difference, but it doesn't really change their legacy. You know, what he, the legacy he's talking about is off the charts. You know, like, a guy like Dustin Johnson had a chance, to me, to establish a much stronger legacy. Having 20, I believe it's 24 PGA Tour wins. He has the most of any player not named Tiger or Phil who's active. It's pretty impressive. What if he got to 30 wins? Nobody might ever get to 30 wins again. And so... There's a guy, yet you wonder, okay, legacy is an issue now. He clearly, it's just not his thing. He doesn't care. I'd have thought Cam Smith might care about that. There was a legacy opportunity for him. You know, he's a young guy um, who's, you know, won, what, a handful of PJ Tour events now as a major, as a players. Um, you know, where could he have gotten to? I think it's going to be fun to see where Rory gets to. These are parts of the reasons we follow it, you know, and it's true. Liv doesn't offer that. But then again, a lot of these guys, you know, I'm not sure that their brain is wired the same way Tigers is. Well, I think that's been long time. Yeah. Obvious with Brooks Kepka, for right. instance, you know, Brooks talked about how he geared up for the majors. I always have felt he is like the most reluctant professional golfer. Yeah, you know, even Brooks, though, you know, he's he puts that in peril a little bit. Sure. With this. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's in the PGA and the U.S. Open for a while, um, and, and, you know, the Masters and the, and the Open for a year or two more, but beyond that, with, with, with this Un, you know, undecided nature of how guys are going to qualify for majors, it's, he kind of put that at risk, you know, and um, he was building an interesting legacy of a guy who only cared about that, that meant, you know, like he just was not that great in the regular events, but he cared about the majors. Okay, well, you got to make sure you're in the majors, so it'll be interesting to see with him, and Bryson's another one, too, where you thought his legacy mattered, you know. Um, but I think what matters more to him is his brand. Um, I, I'm certainly not suggesting he doesn't want to win majors, but I think he's 
his his attitude is more widespread. It's more about exposing his brand to people, and 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 the idea of of uh, doing it through the PGA Tour. You know, he he can live without it. One of the things Tiger said how much younger professional golf is getting, and that's clearly evident, and we saw it with Tom Kinn. Probably nobody really even knew who he was till the President's right. Cup. He turned pro at 15. So, again, I look at, Bob, what's the tour's answer to access for these players? Because along comes Liv, who's going to dangle these big right. dollars, and, you know, you have players in basketball and football and baseball, right, that have the ability to jump. What's the tour going to do about that? Well, I mean, they've, they've taken some steps. I mean, they're making it a little bit... They've, they've, they've opened up a couple of pathways. They're going to have five spots at Q School next year. We've had we've gone 10 years with no direct access to the PJ Tour from Q School. Now there's going to be five. You know, some people wish we would go back to the old way, where you had a regular Q School with 25, 30 spots available. Now they all go to the Corn Ferry Tour. The Tour's view on that was it was good for them to learn the ropes. Um, but yet, we have so many guys who are so good coming out of college. Look at, you know, Hovland, Wolf, and um, and Morikawa. They never went to the Corn Ferry Tour. They right. got on tour, they got some sponsor invites, they had success, and boom. There needs to be a better path than that, though. And so, one thing they've done is PGA Tour University. That's going to open up a little bit more. There's going to be one spot. And what is that exactly? Well, basically, there's a ranking system for college players. Um, and, and, you know, they're, they're encouraging you to stay in college. So for seniors, um, they've had a system where the top five automatically get on the Corn Ferry Tour. And then the next five might get exemptions to the finals or whatever. And the next five might get second stage or can go to a secondary tour like Canada or Latin America. Um, I think what they've done is they've changed that to give the top spot an automatic spot on the PGA Tour, and I think some easier access a little bit below, and then they're going to open it up to players who are not seniors. I don't think it's quite as easy, um, but the point is, is yeah, every other sport has an access point from college, you know, and the Tours is not clear at all, and when they finish in the spring, there's only... You know what? Two months of golf lines. Right. They might not even get into tournaments. How can you establish yourself getting a card in that in that manner? So, look, I think they're thinking it all through. I think that's smart. Um, if a guy's willing to take that risk and go, what, what does he have to lose? You know, if he doesn't get his card, he can try the Corn Ferry or what have you. Um, and that's that's their way. I think. And you know, the other thing with with Liv that I've been trying to point out too is, look, I don't know how many. There is 25 PGA Tour players who've gone. Well, that's 25 open spots on the PGA Tour, you know, and somebody's going to fill them. Uh, you know, they're going to build new younger stars. Those are good stories, too. Tom Kim's a great story. Absolutely. Now, Tom Kim kind of made his way up through the world rankings by playing in Japan and, uh, and, and Asia. That avenue has been halted a little because of the way the world rankings have changed. They're not giving as many points to those tournaments. You wonder how much harder that's going to be. But he actually got into the top 100 in the world earlier this year when he won an Asian Tour event in Singapore. And that top 100, now he had also earned a spot in the Open with a high finish in, in a different Singapore event. But he got himself into the PGA Championship because he was in the top 100 in the world. And that opened doors for him. 
He got sponsoring points. He did well enough to get his card before he won Greensboro. Now he's won twice. So he's in all the majors and, you know. He's in the President's Cup. Yeah, no problem. It's all that TV time. Right. And, and that was a household name. It's a great name. story, but that is a very, very difficult path to take. There's not too many young players that are going to be able to do that. Speaking of the World Golf Rankings, Tiger called it a flawed system. And that uh, is interesting comment because a lot of questions about why Tiger's tournament receives yeah. World Golf Rankings. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Well, to be honest, I don't think Tiger, no disrespect, understands that the new world rankings were put in place after three years of study. An independent group studied them starting in 2018. In 2021, they outlined the plan and said it would go into effect a year later. They now rate every player in a field. On before, before only the top 200 counted. So let's say you had, let's say you had a 100 player field, but only 10 of them were in the top 200 in the world. The ranking points are based on those 10. That's like that's not the way to rate a field. That is not give. You have no sense of how tough the field is when you're only counting ten guys out of a hundred. Sure. Well, you could extrapolate that out. It might have been fifty out of one 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 fifty six. Well, from fifty one to one fifty six, what if they're all outside the top three hundred, four hundred, five hundred? The strength of field is not being accounted for. There was too many points in events like that. So they've rectified that. Now all the players get rated. And so it drags down the points. That's why you're seeing in Asia, Japan, Europe, all these fields have lower points. Rory is on the other side of Tiger on that. He talked about how, you know, why is RSM getting more points than the Dubai event? Because Dubai only had 50 players. Well, they're only adding up the points of 50 players. Right. When you add up the points of 156, it's going to be more points, even though they might not have as many top players. And the theory is it's harder to beat 156 players with a cut than it is to beat 50 without. Same argument they're having about the live events. Well, sure. <laughs> and, but, you know, I counter that with live is not going to get very many points if they get them. The way the new system is set up with only 48 players, you're only counting 48 players' points. And so the pool of points is going to be less. They will have no easy pass of the world rankings if they do get points. But how do they, as 54 events, qualify? Don't they have to be 72? No, the world rankings only requires 54. 72 is not required. I mean, they would prefer that a tour be a majority of 72 whole events. They also would prefer that the average field size be 75. But there are exceptions all over the world rankings, you know. And so, obviously, they'd like them. I think the biggest flaws for Live are they need a cut and they need better access to the two. You cannot have a lock-in field of 48 players. If they don't change from that, I think I think their their quest for world ranking points takes a big hit. You don't have to meet all of the criteria, but you should meet that. If I'm if I'm not if I'm not picked to be on their tour, I should have a way to get on it. Do a Monday qualifier, do some other tour. Well, they have they're giving one spot to the Order of Merit winner on the international series. Why not give three or four? Or why not give one for the Order of Merit series winner at the end of the year, and then give the top spot. Another spot to whoever wins the previous international series event. 
have a little bit of change. Make that fourth player on the teams rotate. In all team sports, they can be changed throughout the year. Trades are made, waiver deals, guys get cut, guys get promoted. Why can't why can't they do that? Why do they have to be locked in? Make your team the top three guys and have your fourth guy be floating. Have it be, you know, every week we could have somebody else. That's part of that would enhance it in my mind. There'd be intrigue in that. A guy who gets in who might just be, you know, off the Asian tour has a chance to you know, make $120,000 and maybe impact his team, and if he does well, he can stay. You know, I mean, but if they don't change that, I think it makes their argument that much harder. Well, we have 20 of the top players here in Albany for Tiger's big event, and they tee off Thursday. So, uh, Victor Hovland, the defending champion, uh, really a uh, You've been at this event. It's been around. Actually, uh, I remember when they um, brought it to Orlando right. in 2014. Um, you see the event coming back to the U.S. What, what's the status of I think this it event? All, it all depends on Hero. You know, they're the title sponsor. They call the shots. You know, um, I think uh, the, they have a, a good deal here at Albany. You know, the part of the part of this is is. Um, you know, the foundation wants to make money. And if you have to rent a golf course, it's expensive. I don't know that they're paying as much. I think Tiger's sharing some of the proceeds with the uh, Tavistock group, and they own this course. So there's all sorts of behind-the-scenes dealing there. Um, you know, they might have an easier time if they were a domestic event. But this is easy, too. A lot of these guys, it's easy to get to the Bahamas. You know, so I think the future is probably here for now. I don't see how they make a lot of money with not a lot of spectators. But they obviously do other things. There's a lot of corporate stuff. They a lot have of a, activities. Yeah, they, you know, they have a fairly yeah. robust pro-am, a lot of activities. Uh, you know, they have an auction, all sorts of stuff. So, but, you know, it's important to Tiger. This, is, this was his first event. He started in 1999. I think he was playing in Arizona for a year. Then it went to Southern California. 2000 to 2013, you know, and that was a great spot, Sherwood. It was always really good, and but for whatever reason, they decided to make this move, and and um, uh, you know, it's been successful here too. So it's time to throw the dart. Yeah, yeah, tough one because some of these guys aren't that motivated. Like Colin Morikawa just got married. Right. I'm not sure his. You know, it's like, you know, has he been practicing or playing? Is he having a part honeymoon here? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Hovland won last year. Is he motivated to win? Rom just won two weeks ago. Uh, You know, he won in Dubai. But then he said, you know, I'm going home to Arizona for a week for Thanksgiving. My whole family's coming down with me. Um, You know, I I think he's looking at this as more of a vacation. I'm sure he's motivated he's between the ropes. Max Homo want to prove something more than he's already done this year. And I think Justin Thomas, too. I don't think he ever shows up to a golf tournament is is just not engaged. You know? and I think he's a little mad himself for not having won this one before. Jordan Spieth, too? Yeah, another one. Category. Yeah, Jor- you know, and Jordan Spieth won it when it was in Orlando that year. Ran away with it. So, um, you know, and that was sort of the should have been the clue to what happened in 2015. Just to wrap up the year, um, when 
you talk about being able to focus inside the ropes. Isn't it truly remarkable what Rory has done mm-hmm. this year? Yeah. Given his role and his leadership you know, for the PGA Tour, and then let his clubs do the talking as well. Um, I mean, if you talk about just a, you know, not only a complete player, but, you know, complete statesman for the yeah. game at this point. He really seems to have stepped stepped up in a big role. Yeah, he has. I mean, you know, behind the scenes he's been involved. He's been a spokesman. He's been asked about it every tournament he goes to. Um, he has some very, very, you know, well-thought-out views, clearly feels strongly about um and then and his relationship with Tiger. That has been solidified, and they've, they've kind of taken on the role as, look, we need to protect the PJ Tour. They got the tour to make some changes. Those things would have normally taken forever. The tour never does things that fast. I could, I would love to have been a bug on the wall in those meetings and where they're telling them, you can't drag this out forever. Make these changes, you know? Let's do this on the fly and adjust. And then on top of it, he played great. Went back to number one in the world. You know, the only blip is that he didn't get it done at St. Andrews. And yet, he shot 70 on the last day and hit every green. You know, the I mean... just weren't rolling in. I mean, wasn't I, I mean usually, you know, him and Hovland had a four-shot advantage. Victor fell off. Victor wasn't the guy who beat him. Normally, you lead everybody else by four. You shoot 70 and hit every other green, you're going to win. I mean, it was almost somewhat bad luck for him. You know, because... Uh, you know, because even Cam Young finished ahead of him. You know, Roy finished third. You know, so he had two guys beat him on a day where he broke par in every green and made no bogeys. It's pretty hard to fathom. So. Well, there's been a lot that's been hard to fathom yeah. this year, Bob, yeah, no in 2022. Doubt. And as always, we appreciate your time. And uh, check out all of Bob's writings this week at SI.com. And... If you're still looking for a great gift this Christmas, don't forget his book. That's right, Tiger and Phil. It's still out there. I appreciate that. Yep. All right. Thanks so much, Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you.